Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey everybody, Matt and Duck here, and we're excited to share that we are taking over the Nomad Athlete radio feed for the next eight days straight for our Plant Palooza online festival with Compliment, where May 23rd through 30th, we're dropping new discussions with plant-based doctors, registered dietitians, best-selling authors, weight loss experts, and thought leaders, plus a wide range of resources on the Compliment website. But more than just the content, Plant Palooza is also our biggest sale ever on Compliment's nutrient solutions, superfood greens organic protein powders, and more. Right now, you can get up to 50% off site-wide, including my personal favorites, Compliment Essential, the Multinutrient, Daily Greens, and Hydrate. We've got a little bit of overlap there, Doug. Mine is certainly the Compliment Essential, but then followed closely by Omega Complex and Compliment Protein. Right on. It's all up to 50% off. Compliment products are optimized for plant-based eaters and backed by a 100% 100-day money-back guarantee. Go to lovecompliment.com to take advantage of these offers and to check out all the rest of the content, lovecompliment.com. But don't wait, the sale ends May 30th. And with that, let's get to the interview. Brian, you have, like I said, been studying natural health and wellness for 20 years. You're the founder of theartofantiaging.com. You've been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. I'm just looking at your bio and trying to call out some of these amazing uh, uh, areas. Um, and then you translated all of that wisdom uh, into some consumer products uh, with your brand Purity Woods, which is a topic that I want to get into more of because um, it is a it is skincare products. And you were nice enough to to send me a couple, um, and I'm really excited because. I have often heard that we should be as careful with the things that we put on our skin as we are with the things that we put into our mouth. I, I remember from an early age, my, my mom would always uh, uh, yell at me for, for writing on my hand because she would tell me <laughs> that whatever you put on your skin gets absorbed into your body, right? And she was a little ahead of her time on, you know, the organic curve in, in the 80s and 90s when that wasn't uh, so cool. And it turns out that sounds like to be right because the skin is your largest organ. So I just want to tease that because we're going to spend a little bit of time in this lesser discussed area of what you might even call nutrition, right? Because it's about, you know, the the nutrients and the other stuff that you're bringing into your body and how your body has to detox from all of that. Um, uh, but before we get there, we'll start really high level and kind of get into the art of, of anti-aging. So maybe by way of introduction, we could just touch on briefly, um, how did you get into this work? Why, why is it that um, uh, uh, the art of anti-aging, anti-aging longevity, wellness, what, what drew you to this work? Yeah, well, there's a pretty long story there, Matt, but I'm going to make it shorter. Um, so today I'm 53 years old. You could pretty much cut my life down the middle. And the first half of my life was, by any definition of the term, quite rough. Um, you know, I can go deep, but I won't. Uh, I will share. I grew up in you know pretty rough neighborhood in Chicago, lost some friends to gangs, had other hardship, but the, uh, the biggest 
trauma that I went through is that uh, my father was a good man until around my age of nine. Then he turned um, severely alcoholic, abusive to me, to my sister, to my mother, and, uh, you know, endured that uh, for quite some time. Um, to his credit, he did finally kick the bottle, but uh, then he spent a good 10 years, uh, there's no other way to term it, dying, um, and in and out of hospitals extremely frequently. Um, last six months of his life uh, was straight in hospitals. And in that time there, um, certainly my mother, and even you know, at a pretty young age when he was in and out <clears throat> as an older teen, young man, um, we saw, witnessed many um, things uh, that I could, again, go deep into in the medical system and how inept it was, uh, but I won't. I'll just say, it, you know, it's the reality, and it was then, and it still is today um, in many regards. Um, but, you know, jumping back, so uh, it was... It was you know, there was good times for sure and all that as well, but it was really rough. And then, uh, you know, when he finally passed, it was a very difficult death. And uh, I was still a young man and I became a young father myself. I was um, dirt poor, so poor that, uh, you know, we were living uh, in a rough, again, neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, couldn't afford a bed, slept on two twin mattresses on the floor with our little infant. Um, you know, my wife at the time and I, um, I remember mice waking me up, tickling my face with their whiskers and uh, had to sell a CD collection just to keep the heat on another month. It was rough. Um, nonetheless, she and I persisted. And, I, you know, we both worked full time while also going to school full time and raising our baby. But this was a very, very rough period of time for me as a young man. Um, I was I went through depression, anxiety. And, uh, you know, there's there's a only a couple things that I attribute to keeping me going, keeping me alive in some cases. And the most prominent of those is powerful women, deeply caring, deeply powerful women. Um, so I'll give you the short uh, rest of the version here. Um, I One of the first real jobs I had out of, out of college was uh, doing marketing communications inside of a company that's in the pharmaceutical industry. And I saw and witnessed things in there because I happened to be privy to a lot of meetings with higher executives. Um, and I will just say the myth is real. There are so many things going on inside the pharmaceutical industry. So when people say bad guys, you know, listen, there's a lot of good human beings inside those organizations. But as a whole, their version of health care is anything but health care. And all of the uh, suggestions that people have in their head of this, this is not really a good system. Um, it's true and more. I could share stories there too, but I won't. Long story short, I had to, you know, put food on the table for my, you know, young son at the time and my wife. So I stuck with that for a while. But as soon as I can get out of that, I got out. I'll fast forward a bit. Um, I came to a point where um, I had some renown because this is kind of sort of at the start of the internet uh, when companies really started using it. And I had a lot of experience from this organization I just mentioned and others raising first websites and e-commerce sites way back when now. And, uh, you know, so it was uh, early 2000s and uh, I 
found my way into natural health. I had some very prominent people, um, and I'm going to really shorten this, prominent people uh, hunting me down, you know, for skills that I that I had, and I really helped to put them on the map. These are some very well-known people today, um, and I did that for quite some time. And I often was working um, behind the scenes, helping others become really prominent, doing a lot of natural health-oriented research, putting it in terms that people can comprehend and understand. Um, and then I became for a while my own uh, personal growth brand and did quite well with that. And then I retired that, went back behind the scenes. But then I was at a crossroads back in about 2018, I guess we'll say, where I had worked with so many very prominent um, uh, and, and uh, you know, the good guys and gals, those uh, MDs who are embracing integrative health, even 10, 15, 20 years ago, those embracing natural approaches to health. And I've worked very closely with them, dug deep in the research. So about at that time, Matt, um, again, 2018-ish, I was at a crossroads and uh, had a lot of experience and knowledge under my belt. And I started to really see my own mother, who was one of those powerful women I mentioned that truly saved my life, my sister, um, my you know wife, um, you know, they were hitting their 60s, 50s, 40s. I started to see this very pervasive message out there impact them on a very personal level. And that message is that getting older equals becoming doomed over the hill, the joke goes, um, doomed to suffering and disease and pain. And you're going to be less attractive and it's downhill, downhill, downhill. And that did not jibe at all with the reality that I had, you know, experienced digging into this research, writing all of these, you know, reports and books and you name it, some with these docs, um, you know, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, you know, that that's not the reality, but I see how a message can a mindset can take people down more than anything else out there. The mindset that, oh, I hit 40, I hit 50, it's downhill time for me. I'm going to get pain. I'm going to lose my memory. That message inside of people's heads is the worst toxin of all that, you know, and I saw that I'm like, that I have no choice here. So the art of anti-aging, I started it. And the whole mission there on, in that organization, in that company is simply to provide people the most uh, powerful, life-changing, research-based insights to essentially overcome that nonsense, that that you know myth of of aging out there. That's the anti. It's anti-aging means against these myths of aging, and to instead provide people guidance on the most helpful um, and uh, powerful ways they they can take control of their own health to live long and live well. These ought to be the best years of men and women's lives. And that message hits men too, but it, that, that negative message out there really hits women. So I did it in honor of these women who basically saved my life. And it's really resonated with people. I mean, we have, you know, 400,000, you know, opt-ins today, people, you know, following our material over there. Uh, a little bit after that, I launched purity woods, which I appreciate you pointing out because there too, and we, we can get into all that. Um, you know, there, there's a, there was a big missing gap that people need. So I can jump in to, yeah. to, to the, one of the most pro, uh, terrible, we'll just call it toxins, um, physically speaking, if you want me to. Well, 
let me let me back up because um, we'll we'll get into the specifics. But first and foremost, let me say thank thank you so much for for sharing that beautiful story. I mean, you know the the imagery of you, your wife, and and a young child certainly resonates with me. I have uh, three little ones under four years old, and you know one of the reasons why our organization shifted to supporting um, nonprofits that feed children who otherwise don't have access to good nutrition is because of that, that painful sense that, you know, I just, I cannot imagine what parents go through when they are faced with those sorts of really tough uh, situations. So I just want to say thank you for opening up and, and sharing that. Um, it really gives us a sense for who you are and where you came from. Um, and uh, I certainly resonate with the powerful woman thing, but this podcast isn't about me. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, as you think about, you, you know, you kind of describe the, the psychological challenges of, of getting older. And obviously that, that more than anything, probably with, with uh, women um, has to do with, with the visual changes. Um, I know my, my mom is uh, 73 uh, years old um, <laughs> and she stopped dyeing her hair maybe five years ago, right? And, uh, and I remember one of my nephews said, you know, her hair is long, still longer, um, but uh, gray, right? And, and one of my nephews said, uh, um, uh, does that mean you're dying, right? <laughs> and because uh, like he had lost other grandparents and there, there was a visual right. transition happening there. And just, it's so interesting. So we can get into that a little bit because I, I do really want to dig in to your expertise around skincare and, and sort of the anti-aging, which so many women are pursuing, right? Um, may, maybe, maybe right or wrong, it's not for me to, to comment um, because, you know, I certainly still think my, my mom is quite beautiful. Um, but I, I want to ask, aside from that psychological challenge, the fear of getting older, the, the fear of, of how your body is going to degrade, and, and that is so powerful and we need to, we need to obviously combat that. Um, but also physically, you know, there are some big challenges because as you age, you know, uh, uh, damage accrues, right? In some cases at a cellular level, in some cases at a, at a musculoskeletal level, certainly brain aging. There's no shortages of things to, to be concerned about. As you have interviewed, I think probably hundreds at this point, I've seen at least uh, the names of 50 plus top longevity and wellness experts that you've interviewed. So I'm, I'm assuming it's at this point, hundreds of doctors and clinicians and researchers. What are the one, maybe two things that we can identify as those biggest challenges for those in their, their middle and maybe accelerated years that they're really facing? What can we kind of do to, to prevent those or at least address them as, as we might be suffering from them already? Mm -hmm. Well, we, we did hit on one, which is mindset, um, and, and that's a big one. And I won't go much deeper there, but I will say this. There's a lot of um, currently uh, mild controversy or even around the term anti-aging. Some people believe it means you're against you know, aging or getting older, and that's not what it means at all. There is something unhealthy in my view if someone is 52, 62, 72, and trying to look like they're 21, 
Now that's that there, there's some unhealthy aspect to that in my view, but I don't believe that almost any people, women uh, or men are trying to do that. They have this intuitive sense, Matt, that they ought to look younger than they do. And this is the healthy side of the equation. They are right. Now, why are they right? Because the same bad habits that break down your other organs and cause illness are breaking down your skin, which is your, your largest organ. And when your organs break down, if you could look inside your body and see your brain, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, whatever, you know, liver breaking down, they would not look very attractive either compared to how a healthy liver and so forth should look. So people's intuition is right. And you don't have to feel guilty like, oh, am I going against graceful aging? No, graceful aging means embracing where you're supposed to be at. The just blunt reality is most people today look a good 10, 15 years older than they ought to look because of the same bad habits that are hurting all the other organs inside our body, poor diet, environmental toxins. And we'll narrow down to that one in a moment because it's huge, um, you know, lack of proper sleep and so on and so forth. Exercise, they all matter. You know, people have been, uh, man, again, no, no, no softer word than this. They've been brainwashed by a skincare industry into believing that they have to use artificial things to enjoy attractive skin. The reality is your skin is again, the, an organ. It's the largest organ in your body. It's the front line to your immune system. The beautiful thing is when you start making the right changes, as organs go, it's all the fastest, or at least one of the fastest to positively respond. You're going to see the changes that you long to see in the mirror. The reduction in wrinkles, fine lines, age spots disappearing and so on and so forth. When you start to take the right natural steps and here almost more than in any other area, I must stress natural. Let me narrow in on this. In the United States, the average woman uses 12 personal care products daily. And on average, that contains 168 different chemicals daily. Now, if you used it one day of your life, like you wrote on your skin when you were a little boy, one day of your life, that's okay. Your body can handle that. But what's your body? A little can't... more often for the record. But... <laughs> Even if you did it 10 times in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you did it every day and it was 168 chemicals going inside your body day after day, year after year, decade after decade, there is a severe problem. The problem is that Many of those chemicals are flat out toxic. If I'm being safe about it, I will say there are many known carcinogens that are allowed in products. There are many known endocrine disruptors. There's many suspected endocrine disruptors, many suspected carcinogens and neurotoxins and on and on it goes. And again, if you were doing this one day in your life, just one day I'm using you know, deodorant and anti-aging cream and that's it. All right, no worries, your body can handle that. But day after day, decade after decade, it accrues inside your body. So when people say, you know, oh, I have mystery symptoms, I have odd sinus issues, and I don't know the source, I have skin issues, dizziness, moodiness, digestive issues, pains, 
just the same way that you do know well, Matt, that if you're putting toxic food inside your mouth, it may be the cause. Well, this, in fact, may be the cause because what people, when, when I said they, we kind of been, been brainwashed as a society, not only to think, uh, not think of putting all these, try, experimenting with all these chemicals on our skin. And yet, if I said to you, hey, put those same chemicals on your kidneys, put them in your brain, put them in your heart. People are like, are you crazy? I don't know what that stuff is, but no, I'll just take this cream. I'll trust what they tell me and all these words I can't pronounce on a label and I'll put it on my skin. Because the other part that people don't remember or never knew in the first place is your skin is an organ and just like your mouth, in this sense at least, it eats. It eats. I tell people, listen, you take nothing else away from this conversation Remember this, when you have your grocery cart and you're pushing it down the cosmetics aisle, the personal care products aisle, that is a food aisle. There are three ways into our body, generally, physically speaking. Our, <laughs> the air we breathe, the food we eat, in other words, our mouth, our lungs, and our skin. Those are the three primary physical ways into our body. And you have to be very cautious on all three of those fronts, what you are allowing in. Now, like you said, I've been at this for decades. And 20 years ago, those doctors, you know, whose, whose name I was helping put out there by translating a lot of this dense material into readable, understandable stuff, those doctors were being called quacks and crazy because they were saying processed food is not very good for you. And chemicals in these foods, you want to keep out of your body. You're crazy. You're quacks. Why would they allow all that? Well, let me tell you this. Skincare today, and the, the knowledge that I'm bringing forth here right now in this conversation is about where food was 15 to 20 years ago. Because even the most health conscious eaters, I see them very cautious about what they put in their mouth, but then they will freely, without looking at the label, put anything on their skin. Well, here's what happens, Matt. 168 chemicals a day on average, if the molecules inside of these ingredients are small enough to penetrate the skin, they penetrate. And I have read 68% of them are. In other words, they go into your body. Where do they go? They go to various depths into your body. They will go to the dermis level, some of them, where they can wreak some havoc. And ironically, even many anti-aging products, short-term like fast food, have positive effects. Sure, they feel good like fast food in the moment, but they can ironically, and I hope I'm using that word right, um, have negative effects, cause premature aging over the midterm and long-term. Worse than that, though, many of these synthetic Synthetic chemicals penetrate all the way to the bloodstream where they're shot around the body. Some of these chemicals have long half-lives and can't leave your body or take a long time to leave your body. And so they'll get stored in your organs, your kidneys, you know, your liver and so on and so forth. And they will increase slowly, but increasingly wreak havoc, cause all of these symptoms that I talked about and some really nasty longer term outcomes that are just as bad as putting chemicals, synthetic chemical food in your mouth or breathing it in for that matter. Yeah, it's, th thank you for, for sharing that. I think it's, it's such a good reminder and certainly we're not, um, I, I hope overwhelming people because sometimes 
um, these sorts of warnings can can just add to people's preoccupation with health and perfection and everything else. But, but it's so important because a lot of people do spend, I mean, I look at my own family, you know, my wife has a great diet, right? Um, we've been plant-based for almost a decade now. Um, and, uh, and yet she uses whatever skincare products I think her mom recommended to her. And I'm going to go dig through and I'm going to ask you specifically, what, what are some of those worst offending ingredients? But I just want to make sure to contextualize this because, you know, one of the analogies I always think about is like with a, uh, a fish and a small fish bowl, right? And like that fish, I mean, as we know with those who eat fish out of the sea, you know, they act as a sieve. So, so many microplastics and other toxins and God knows radioactive waste, you know, you are ingesting that because that is a part of the fish. The same thing is happening to us. We are a part of our environment. We are absorbing from our environment, whether it be, you know, some weird chemical on, on our sheets because we used a dryer softener, right? Or as you say, skincare products, shampoos, whatever, an endocrine disruptor, um, or the air we breathe, right? You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that just like the fish is absorbing whatever's in that water, we are absorbing not just what we eat, but also in our environment, you know, generally, and look at, you know, Beijing, right? And like, you know, the toll that air quality can take over the course of someone's life. And if I'm not mistaken, respiratory illnesses is a top four killer of, of Americans. If I'm not mistaken, it's probably greater for, for those living in, in highly polluted cities. So I just think it's really interesting is if, is if you, you know, kind of conceptualize if you're, Self as that fish in this little fishbowl, and like you're you're pouring these these different cosmetics with all these chemicals, and over time that fishbowl or you're polluting into the air, and that fishbowl gets darker and darker. You know, it's not really confusing to us that like the fish is not going to have the sort of vibrant life or the longevity that we would hope for our little pet fish, right? <laughs> you know, instead they're going to suffer because the environment in which they are, you know, just as the food they may be ingesting, you know, if it's not high quality, if it's, if it's polluted in whatever way, toxins and the like, um, that fish is going to suffer. And we're the same way in our absorption of our environment. It's just a lot harder to see and to, and the damage accrues over a much longer period of time. And therefore I think a lot of people really just don't appreciate that that damage is there. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm all of that is to say, I'm really, uh, in support of this, this, um, scary uh, way of looking at the world. I once again, have to go and double check my, my um, uh, laundry detergent, make sure we're, we're using the cleanest one we can. Um, but let's get back to kind of the, the cosmetic products that we're putting on our skin. Um, what are some of those worst offenders that I need to go check in my, uh, in my wife's uh, bathroom supply? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't, I would not want this to be scary. Um, the beauty with cosmetics and personal care products is as changes go, it is probably the easiest one. Uh, when we're talking about food, you know, it's sometimes tough to overcome some bad food habits, um, even though it's necessary. When it comes to air, um, you know, you can get your purifiers and then do your best you can there. But if you happen to, you know, if you live in an area, in an urban area, for example, or near an expressway, you can't just up and leave. It's not easy for most people. So you have, a, you have more challenge. This is 
relatively a, a, a simple move you can make is, you know, to start shifting over, you know, and we'll talk about kind of cheats that I have for people. We'll get there. Because to answer your question, um, a little preface is necessary. Another statistic for you. This is so unknown in the United States. And again, this has everything to do with the power of massive industries in the European Union, European Union and in about 40 other countries, actually. Over 1,600 chemicals have been banned or extremely limited for use from cosmetics and personal care products. Here in the US, 11, just 11 ingredients have been banned. It is an incredibly powerful industry. When people say, how big is the beauty industry, meaning cosmetics, personal care, you know, they'll cite, you know, some impressive billion, you know, multi-billion dollar numbers, but what they're not including in that equation are the chemical companies. The chemical companies, and I will say this, so there's 1,600 chemicals banned, out of which many more could be banned. It just takes a lot to look at them elsewhere. Here in the U.S., only 11. There are 80,000 potential chemicals that can be used. So I will say this, when people say, what are the worst? What are the worst? I'm still going to give you some examples, and then I'm going to get to a cheat for you, but um, you, you can't be on the lookout for, you know, 80,000, at least 1,600 1, chemicals, especially because we don't even know about them here. The average, you know, person does, and only 11 have actually been banned here. So they're, you know, well, why? Let me, let me give you one more preface here. It is cosmetics and personal care, the most unregulated industry in the U.S. Back in 1938, the FDA passed down the last substantial legislation for the industry. And that legislation basically said, self-regulate. You're on your own. <clears throat> since that time, it's become increasingly a wild west. Now, of course, Matt, they're not going to put ingredients in these products that immediately cause you harm because then it can be traced to them. That's foolish. But there is really no way of testing them. And they haven't really tested almost any um, long, midterm, longer term effects of any of these terrible, in some cases, chemicals that are allowed in these products. And if you remember, you know, chemistry class from back in high school, what happens when you add one chemical to another, it becomes another chemical. Well, what happens inside your body or even inside of a jar when you add 168 different chemicals a day to each other? We don't even know what all these synthetic chemicals are doing to us. And again, they're much more advanced in Europe and much more cautious of this. Today, they're far, they're almost as cautious today in Europe of what they're putting on their skin is what they're putting in their mouth. Here today, the reaction that I get a lot of times is, oh, I had no idea. And then people go back and use their favorite horrible skincare products or deodorants and so on and so forth, not realizing. And then they may wonder, why do I get headaches? Why do I get tired all the time? All right. So you see, I'm passionate about this topic. So let me, let me, let me answer this specific question for you and give you a couple of examples. So again, there are literally over a thousand six hundred chemicals at least that you want to avoid. Some key ones that are extremely commonly used: phthalates, P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. This is this is a plasticizer, basically. It's used to, to prevent brittleness in products. And all these chemicals, synthetic chemicals that they add, there's reasons they add them. The reason is not you. 
it's their bottom line at the end of the day, but, but there are reasons. So phthalates are added, um, but they are endocrine disruptors, meaning they disrupt human hormones. And the problem is, is that they're in so many cosmetics, so many personal care products, including those, by the way, used for little kids and babies. Um, so you want to look and be on the lookout for phthalates and, and words that contain these long scientific words that contain phthalates in them. Um, triclosan, here's an interesting one. This was banned in 2016 due to a big outcry, but only banned from hand soaps because they knew, they knew that this antibacterial agent um, was harmful. Again, another endocrine or hormone disruptor, but they didn't ban it from anything else here in the US. It's in your, many of the anti-aging creams out there as just one example. Um, polyethylene glycol, pegs, this is used in skin creams also and, and other products linked to cancer, thyroid issues, um, and more, sodium laurel sulfate, sodium laureth sulfate. Um, this, is, this is what makes things foamy. And people equate foaminess with effectiveness. There is no equation in reality. This is what I'm talking about when we're all brainwashed to think certain things. Hey, it's foaming. It must be working. It means nothing. In fact, it's a synthetic chemical that typically does that, which is a highly um, allergen promoting um, chemical, by the way, but worse than that, it's strongly suspected to be carcinogenic. So look for sodium laurel or sodium laureth sulfate. But again, I can go on that, but I'm going to give you one more and then I'm going to give you the cheat. So one more is, is a word that sounds so innocent on products, but when I see it, I put the product right back and I will not buy it. And it's fragrance. Simple as that. Sometimes they're being very generic and they'll call it scent. Sometimes they're being fancy in French and they're calling it parfum. Parfum scent, usually fragrance. Avoid these products that contain this. Why? Because it can, and, and EWG, the Environmental Working Group and others have done studies and shown it can contain dozens to hundreds of chemicals and they don't even have to tell you what those chemicals are on the label because as the name implies it's what gives it that smell that that product has now talk about a little bit of brainwashing let's you know we have also been trained and again brainwash is strong but it's true brainwashed into believing that if a product smells like uh, fake musk or fake strawberries or fake berries or fake whatever oh my gosh it's effective all right that's why they create these fakey supposedly natural smelling scents and they are it's it's a trade secret this is the reason they don't have to disclose anything because it's a trade secret how they get those scents and so they can really throw anything they want under the umbrella of that one word fragrance hmm. hide it don't have to say it because it's our trade secret on how we got that awesome artificial strawberry smell and they don't have to tell you a thing so i know when i see that you know, I've, I have seen studies that have tried to unravel that and it's, you know, potential known carcinogens, you know, synthetics in there, um, endocrine disruptors, again, in other words, the hormone disruptors and more. So those, those are a few examples of many that you really want to avoid. This is impossible. I have been at this for, you know, decades 
And I don't know even one third of all the ingredients that I could potentially want to avoid. Nobody's going to know it. So the cheat is this, just like your excellent line you know, of, of supplements, when looking for cosmetics and personal care products, period, look for USDA certified organic or equivalent um, in other countries, uh, EcoCert, if you're in the European Union and many other countries as well, EcoCert, it's not quite as strict as USDA certified organic, but it's far better than, than, than nothing. I mean, it's still pretty strong. But the point is, don't believe what a company tells you. Don't believe a company saying natural, pure, paraben-free, um, even organic. Here's the problem with this. It's called greenwashing. And, and you know, just like in the food industry, in cosmetics and personal care products, the giant companies to the mom and pops and boutiques, they all know people are starting to catch on to this. The best ones out there do the really hard work of giving you truly clean USDA certified organic products that are independently certified, but the others cut corners and want to make you believe it's clean. So they can say on their label in big, bold letters, organic. And then you look at the small letters and it says contains organic, you know, blank ingredient or something like that, or paraben free. And then, okay, it is free of parabens, which is a pretty nasty chemical, but then you turn the label around and yeah, it's free of parabens, but it's got phthalates and, you know, 40 other ingredients you don't want in your body. The point is this, avoid the marketing speak, look for USDA certified organic on your skincare ingredients on, you know, and the beautiful news is, I can tell you as someone who, who founded and runs a company, you know, with, with anti-aging oriented skincare, it is really hard, but it's not impossible to do. And we've done it. Um, and there are a fair amount in, in our specific niche and in other cosmetics and personal care, there's more and more who are doing the hard work of creating USDA certified organic products. Last thing I'll say, and I'll pause here on this, you know, many people don't, that means independently certified as truly organic, you know, free of the toxins, even the ingredients that are used, the plant ingredients that are used have to be raised organically. In other words, no pesticides and herbicides. Look for these independent certifications, in other words, in a, in a more generic sense, is the cheat. The good news is there is a rapid fire pace of, of products coming out now, um, you know, soaps and, and scents for your body that are truly natural and organic. They're, they're, they're out there, support those organizations. They're doing hard and important work for your body and for the environment, by the way, because all these toxins, of course, go down our drain and into our water supply. That is, um, I, I just want to touch on quickly, you, you made a comment that was so um, striking that, you know, you put a bunch of chemicals together in a glass and chemistry class, right? And, uh, you know, there's a reaction right and and we don't really know what kind of reaction is caused when when you are ingesting whether through your skin through your nostrils through your mouth um all these different chemicals on a daily basis it, it really is a kind of clarion call if that's the right phrasing um to for me at least i i you know i i get sloppy gets easy right we don't have a whole foods where i live so you know you go to go to the local grocery store because we're out of bar soap right and you get those suds and i have heard that right um 
you know, I, I, we used to use Dr. Bronner's and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sud up. Right. And it's like those additives, those fragrance, it's just such a great reminder. You, you probably saw, I picked up your Purity Woods product because I was like, so wait, if he doesn't use any of his chemicals, what is in here? And, and, you know, I, I see mango and coconut and sugar, maple, and all sorts of things that I would eat. Right. That's right. My only question is, have you eaten these? Have you, should we taste test them now together? Or is that for another recording? You could. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're going to enjoy the taste, but yeah, yeah it's, it's organic. And listen, right. uh, you know, I believe this sounds a little hokey, but it's true. Nature knows what it's doing eons greater than any human being still. And when we talk about, so let's talk about skin specifically. So half the battle with skin and the rest of your health is keeping this tremendous amount of, of toxic and potentially toxic garbage out. Um, again, the good news is um, it is more affordable than many other important steps we have to take for our health. But if money's really tight, I also have this little rule I'll give for people, this little golden rule is the, the closer it is to your skin and the longer it sits on it, those are the ones you want to change first. All right. So deodorant, I would say that's number one. It's underneath your arm in this most sensitive area, which is, you know, highly penetratable area. Switch your deodorant away from all these chemicals. Number two would be the creams you're applying to your skin for whatever reason, moisturizing, anti-aging, and so on. Certainly around your face, a uh, highly sensitive area around the eyes. Please don't use chemical lace products, uh, synthetic chemical lace products around your eyes. Um, so the closer it is and the longer it sits on your skin day or night, those are the first ones you want to switch out. That's not to say things like shampoo aren't important too to switch, but if you had to place an order on it, the order would be that. Um, there's still residue. So you lather up your, your hair with all these wonderful, horrible uh, chemicals that smell wonderful maybe to people. Um, and then you rinse it out, there's still residue. So again, you want to change them all, but that would be the little you know step to go. And so look for USDA certified organic or as clean as it can get. Um, switch out the ones sitting on your skin, uh, you know, the most that are closest to your body all day long. By the way, that goes for perfume too. Perfume is main, usually its main ingredient is this fragrance I talked about. Opt for natural sense or no sense at all. You know, it's way better than that. Number two, as you make this move to eliminate these toxic ingredients, the beautiful irony is that that alone is going to get you some changes that you are happy to see. And I will just put it this way. Do not be surprised that these mystery symptoms you have start reducing or even clearing up. Again, uh, sinus issues, shortness of breath, um, digestion issues, moodiness, whatever, because these are chemicals causing havoc with our hormones. And now you're getting rid of them. And it's a pretty easy change, just like when you do it with food. And just like when you try to do it, with the air you breathe, the three physical main ways into the body. So, you know, when you start reducing that. Now, the other part of the equation is just like what you feed your body through your mouth is going to make a positive difference if it's healthy. Same goes for your skin. And again, you got to you got to remember, we, we we're human beings who our natural approach in the world is to be outside most of the daylight hours. You know, that's still in our being today. Most people, unfortunately, spend 90 percent of life indoors. But our natural biology is trained to be outside 
wandering through woods, wandering through, uh, you know, plants. And it's all day long, these plants, think about our ancestors, whether, you know, especially our ancestors who are hunters, gatherers, as they call them, what are they doing all day long? Um, you know, they're, they're, they're searching for food and berries and their skin is constantly being brushed up against by different plants. And there are certain harmful plant plants that are telling human beings, stay away from me. Poison ivy is just sending a very clear message. But others, we, you know, they did have impact on our skin, on our health, not just our skin, but it starts with the skin, but on our health. And, and, and so there is good food for our body that we ought to be feeding our bodies through our skin. Now, if you got a moment, I'll, I'll give the, the, the super basic lesson in how to um, feed your skin the healthiest, uh, most youth-promoting ingredients. Here it is. What is it that, that causes, uh, at least on the, on the surface and dermis level in our skin, things to look older than they ought to look. Well, two proteins in the body, and especially prominent in the, in the uh, skin, are collagen and elastin, all right? And those are the first two keys of keys. The third key of key that you wanna focus on is hydration or moisture. Those are the top three areas. And then there's a couple sub-levels, antioxidants, feeding your body antioxidants through your skin is super important as well. Um, but we'll, we'll stay at those four for right now because those are the top four. So what happens, collagen and elastin are proteins in your skin. And what happens because of, well, age, it starts to slowly break down, but it is definitely um, sped up by all these bad habits that so many people have or have had in their life, bad diet, poor sleep, lack of hydration, so on and so forth. So the collagen and the elastin both break down. Now I liken um, my metaphor, Matt, for uh, collagen and elastin is think of, uh, of a mattress, the old box spring mattress. Hmm. Well, the collagen is the stuffing in the mattress. And when the stuffing starts to go, things can get a little, you know, bumpy, hence some wrinkles and fine lines. Now, elastin is arguably even more important because that's the actual springs in your skin. And when those springs start to go, everything caves way in. Hence, fine lines, wrinkles, saggy looking skin, you know, all of these things start to happen. <clears throat> and again, we are not doomed to this. We are not, you know, you can reverse it and you can help halt it. You can't completely stop it. But again, most of us look a good 10 plus years older than we ought to look. Some simple steps by what matters is what you put in your body, including through your skin. All right. So there are powerful nature gives us powerful ingredients that boost the elastin. Nature gives us very powerful ingredients that boost the collagen. Nature gives us great ingredients for hydration and moisturizer. And nature gives us some really powerful antioxidants that do all kinds of special things like help skin that looks weathered from the sun. All right. A couple quick examples. And then I'll pause and see if there's you know anything else you want me to explore here. Best ingredient for boosting the elastin. This only came out in 2018 out of the University of Rhode Island. There was a study that showed that these um, compounds in red maple leaf extract, 17 of which are unique and they hadn't found elsewhere in nature, are outstanding for helping your collagen. They contain compounds that actually block 
elastase. Elastase is an en the enzyme that basically causes the breakdown of those springs. So you feed your body, and these are found in different types of maple leaf extracts. That's why it's featured in so many of our products at Purity Woods. Um, it's outstanding for elastin is, is, is the bottom line here. And it also, by the way, these, these uh, same compounds really can help with, uh, with age spots as well, or um, what else do they call dark spots on skin? Um, so for collagen, people have heard a lot about that one recently in the last seven or 10 years, what have you, less so the elastin, which is probably the most important one, but collagen, well, everybody knows, no, they don't, but many people know <laughs> that vitamin C is outstanding for helping boost your collagen. And it's true. Do it by mouth, do it by skin. And some of the best ingredients uh, that are sky high in uh in vitamin C, which is an antioxidant, of, uh, of course, is camu um, camu fruit is an interesting one. It's a South Africa, uh, South American berry. But you brought up one in, in passing. You read it off the label there. Mango seed extract, ridiculously wonderful amounts of, of vitamin C. Another one is amla, also known as Indian gooseberry. Mm. Again, you'll find you'll find these vitamin C rich ingredients in our products, of course. Um, and then the moisture. This is an area that I think. If anybody's familiar, they're most familiar with understanding that they have to hydrate and moisturize. Still, I'll, I'll give you a couple of great examples. Um, aloe vera juice is remarkable. It's a miracle ingredient, in my opinion, for hydration and moisturizing. Sunflower seed um, <clears throat> oil does it in a different way. Some hydrate and others um, kind of put a layer of protection, vitamin E and so forth, um, and protect the you know already hydrated skin. Anyway, those are those are the three key areas you want to focus on with ingredients. Uh, fourth, like I said, is antioxidants. Last example I'll give here, astaxanthin, which comes from red sea algae. It's what makes flamingos pink because they eat a lot of it. It's what makes salmon pink because they eat a lot of it. And it is, it is one of the most potent antioxidants for your skin. We have it in, uh, I think, the age-defying dream cream. Well, I know it's in the age-defying dream cream. And uh, you'll find it in other, you know, some other uh, skincare products out there from other companies as well. Look for Asta, A-S-T-A-Z-A-N-T-H-I-N, Astaxanthin. Remarkable and really unique, uh, you know, antioxidant power in Astaxanthin. It, can actually help reverse sun-damaged skin, which a lot of people have an issue with because, you know, especially if you're my age, you know, we're all told you can go out and play in the sun all you want, and you can even put baby oil on the tan, and we made some dumb mistakes, <laughs> you know, not knowing any better, and now we all have the sun-damaged skin. Well, it's astaxanthin's remarkable for that. So it matters That's what awesome. you your skin. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the elastane and collagen mattress analogy is really effective. Like I now now I've got this great image of, of what's going on with those and um and thank you for adding that sort of you know the 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 pro side because we've been talking a lot about the con, right? We've been talking a lot about what you don't want to put on your body to cause that excess damage, the excess burden on your your liver, your kidneys, to, to detox those those um, less desirable elements. But but then there's the other side, right? And it's much akin to food, and that's what's been fun to to think about because I don't think at all about skincare. I, I have to admit that's part of the reason why I was so excited to talk to you today because I've learned 
a lot, some of which I didn't want to know. Um, <laughs> but it is, but it is so, uh, like I say, there's such a remarkable parallel with food because not only do you want to reduce the damage causing food that you might be ingesting, whether it's, uh, I mean, trans fat, right? Like we, we know there are some really, really bad things that people ingest on a daily basis, obviously, you know, all the way from the, the synthetic chemicals onto the other side of the equation, which is just like way too much refined carbohydrates in the form of sugar, right? Um, so you want to reduce that, but then there's also the pro-healing side of the equation, right? Where not, you know, getting down to baseline, which I guess is water, right? Or, or maybe like <laughs> greens, right? Is, is great. But then you can also do so much to build back up, right? And to actually heal your body by finding the right ingredients. And I, I think you've really enlightened a lot of people um, that it's not just something to think about in terms of their food, but it's something that they can also think about in terms of what they are ingesting through their, their skin. Um, Brian, I know we're out of time and actually, and then some, so thank you for, for being generous with your schedule. Um, as we wrap up, I, I think folks can probably find you at theartofantiaging.com where you have you know nearly half a million people that you um, lead in discovering these, these powerful modalities to, if not slow the advance, maybe even reverse uh, and definitely understand the aging process and how to do so mm -hmm. gracefully. Um, and then if folks want to learn about your, your purity woods, I, I, just, I swear to God, I had this on my desk because I got this package today. I don't mean this to be an infomercial, but you've certainly sold me on the quality of these products. And I am definitely going to start using them. As I mentioned, I don't use any skincare products. Um, so, you know, even like after I shave, my face is so dry and I just, you know, it just goes away. Now I know that I can do better. And I'm really excited to try these out. I will let you know what um, I think. Is there any parting word or anything quick that uh, um, you want to share with our audience? Uh, you know, well, first of all, I just want to compliment you. I love, uh, you know, the knowledge you're bringing to the world, uh, you know, your products, the whole sh shebang. So I, I was really excited about this conversation because you nailed it. Um, it. It is really just another form of food. I'll do the little quotation marks with my fingers, but it's food. And you treat it the same way you treat the other food that you put in your body through your mouth. It's just so important to think about that. And the whole equation is strive. Don't over worry about any of this because the worry can be worse than any of the things that we ever talk about in any of these conversations. Don't do that, but just take it step by step and, and try strive increasingly to keep the bad stuff out and pull the good stuff in, whether it's through your mouth, through your lungs or through your skin. I think that's worthy to close with. Uh, and, uh, I am sure you're going to love, uh, you know, I think you got the age-defying dream cream as well. I got, I got all three of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I do have the age-defying eye cream, although I'm uh, actually going on 55. I just look really good because of my plant-based. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have not yet engaged in eye cream, but this will be my preventive. So anyway, Brian, thank you so much again for your time, for sharing all of this wisdom. And, and I look forward to having you back so we can go in even deeper next time.